You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Check out our Facebook page.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge for um, all of these segments. And our website, Health Reform Explained, has uh, the two columns from this week, which featured the breaking news that we talked about here on the program. We're going to just recap that here in a second. But wanted to uh, bring one more story to you here um, that I uh, wanted people to be aware of. And it's, it's this uh, law that passed... Well, about a year ago, and they finally have released their uh, their um, their regulations. It's called a proposed rule. There's a whole process for how uh, there's a process for how a bill becomes a law. Go watch Schoolhouse Rock if you haven't seen it. But then there's also a process for how uh, a law becomes a regulation, and uh, regulations are really kind of what uh, would govern everything. And uh, they've Finally proposed a rule. It becomes a rule, a proposed rule, and then it becomes a proposed. Then there's a comment period for 60 days, and then they take those comments and uh, change it and then uh, allow uh, a proposed regulation, and then that process repeats itself before a final regulation happens. And they released the uh, comment period for the, this proposed rule for this uh, law called MACRA, and it had over 4,000 comments, Matt Barrows, so 4,000 people um Industry experts, so these would be physician groups and other things uh, going all over it. And what we found, according to Deloitte, which is a large uh, health uh, consultancy, uh, this law, which is uh, Medicare and Ch- Access and CHIP Reauthorization Act of 2015, so it's over a year, passed in 2015, uh, they surveyed 600 physicians um, and uh, those willing to participate uh, in on of these alternative pair models. There was not many people out there, and nearly 8 out of 10 said they preferred this fee-for-service or salary compensation compared to this uh, having to take a risk over value-based care. And uh, I guess they're pushing back now, too. So businesses are upset. Healthcare providers are upset. Physicians are upset. Americans are upset. Uh, when who's are people gonna, who's who, not? Who's not upset? I don't know. Who's Who's winning? Like who's <laughs> you know, the old Charlie Sheen? Who's winning in this in this whole in this whole thing? I mean, it seems like everywhere you turn, whether it's you know all the way up and down the line, you know, everyone seems to be frustrated by this. And is it just is it growing pains? Is it just is it just do we need to get used to all these new regulations and then everything will just be fine again? Is this something that can even work? Well, that's what they expect. Andy Slavitt, who is the acting administrator of um, CMS, went to the Hill recently and and uh, has said that they might have to delay this just because nobody is out there. And I, I don't know who wins. I guess the people that put it together are the winners because they can say that they look at what we've done to, to reform the system. Sylvia Burwell, nearly two years ago, in, in uh, I guess early 2015, announced that uh, this shift towards value-based care, 50% of all Medicare reimbursement moving to value-based care. Tell you what, as we talked about these mergers and acquisitions this week, Matt, do you know why the number one reason why the, the feds are decided to sue, what really kind of got them over the edge to pull the trigger? What was the that? The fact that these insurance companies don't want to go towards this value-based reimbursement system because it requires them to change how they reimburse. It requires them to make different deals with the hospitals. And that that was literally what Loretta Lynch said, is that they should at least give this value-based 
reimbursement a try. And their nope. position is no way. I mean, why should we? And it's just it's a big, big battle. For I, those for those that are like just catching on, what is it? How would you describe a value based program? Like, what is that? You know, how does how would you define that if you could simplify it? Like, what does that mean? Right now, under under the system, um, you go you go get some sort of healthcare service. Uh, that provider is reimbursed on a, a fee schedule based on a fee for service thing. So the, the for services that they provide, that would get a different fee for each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the future, they're looking to do more of a bundled payment or a value based thing. Whereas in we will pay we won't pay you that traditional fee, but we will give you a bonus if like the outcomes are of higher quality. Mm. And so it requires them to put a much large take a much bigger risk. Uh, financially, the healthcare providers, in order to hopefully get get more, but there's sure. so many other variables that sure. that happens. If somebody, if you give somebody a, a a procedure and they don't follow your recommendations and then get sick, well, then does that mean you get penalized? I mean, how do right. you how do you control the patient responsibility? Well, and that aspect? makes sense, right? Because we're all the same. Each one of us are made exactly the same. We all look alike. We all have the same biology. We all have the same biochemical makeup. So that seems like that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. That, it's like got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're all there will never from what I understand, there will never be a, a person on Earth in the existence of humanity that ever looks like another person. There will never be the same look on any on any one person. We're all, that's how different, you know, you're the you know, you're the you know, we're all unique snowflakes. Right. Well, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's we are all different. We all require different. That's why that's why they talk about in the few we've talked about it on this show. The future of medication, the future of pharmaceutical drugs will be tailored to you and your body's chemistry individually. And yet it seems like this ACA is kind of taking us a step backwards in response to where we're going to be in medicine in the very near future. You can speak like a one size fits all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's that's just really hard to do because everybody's different. Like you said, every state's different, every county's different, every town's different. On down the line, <laughs> what works in one state does not maybe work. And in you're going to be state. putting the burden of the outcome on the provider. The now. provider they're going to have to take more of a risk, right, uh, to do it. And um, and that just means more cost, right? Because mm-hmm. businesses don't swallow extra cost we all know when you raise minimum wage when you raise these things it gets filtered down to to the consumer right every time i guess it would be like um if you, if you were a business and and the government hired you to build a road like you would be on the hook if for some reason say there was a tree branch that's under the road and it causes it to crack well like that would i guess affect how you would be reimbursed for that i, I think that's the best analogy sure. that i could sure come up with but what we're finding, you know, according to the people, uh, eight out of ten said they prefer the old system uh, as as opposed to the new. Eighty percent expect macro to drive physicians to join larger organizations or networks. We've talked about before the the um, day of the, uh, the 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 small town doctor on their own. Unfortunately, is is just going away because there are so many other things that they have to to put up with. And uh, only nine percent believe macro will reduce costs. Well, that's great. <laughs> So they don't even five percent expect it to improve delivery. So wow. take that for what it's worth, folks. Uh, the, these are the folks that are that are going to be involved in, in taking care of all of us, and the government is really uh, trying to change things. Will they delay it? Will they let things play out? They've taken an active role because, as we reported this week, they are suing two large insurance companies in federal court over antitrust concerns. And over the fact that uh, those companies don't want to go in this new reimbursement direction. 
So big time stuff. That's why the show is called America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out Health Reform Explained this week as I will um, give you more thoughts on, on this and whatever else comes out. Uh, some of these things are, are related to uh, artificial intelligence. going to be talking about some technology and healthcare. You're not going to want to miss my quote in the World Herald. I kind of uh, clowned the uh, people saying that healthcare costs are going down. Check out the website for that press release as well. See you next time. Yeah.